0: Hey, what's up? This is Kat Jones. We are 37,440 minutes into 525,600 minutes of love, and this is Queer All Year. Hey, y'all, what's up? This is Kat Jones, your host. In case you don't know how many minutes that is, today is January 26th, 2020. I am here, as always, with my bro and sound producer, Mick G. The rent's too damn high. I prefer Vermin Supreme, personally. Today we have a kind of cutting, breaking news story from three or four days ago. Breaking news? Three days ago? Um, and just way too much theater nerdery. So I'm going to get to the social Sochmedes first and then get on to actually probably making a lot of theater nerds mad. Let's do it. So... Follow us on Facebook. We are Queer All Year. We have a ton of followers out there. And all of you who are following us on Facebook, you should be in our Facebook group. Hi, I'm looking at all of you because there's a lot of you and there are 26 people in the group. And that that makes me sad. It makes me very sad because that's our fam. That's the Queer All Year Podcast fam. And you're not our fam right now. It makes me sad. Please go be our fam. So that's the group and the page. And the group is um, where you get the weird stuff, I guess. I think McGee has been... There's definitely a video out there of me. I hurt my knee one night, or one day. I just, like, totally just bit it on the playground in front of like, all the students and their families. It just was great. Ripped my knee open. And there's a video of me, like, limping down the stairs with a... What was I using in a golf club? As a cane? Yeah. Yeah, it was like An a Odyssey putter. Two ball putter. Odyssey two-ball putter. Odyssey two-ball putter. I don't know about golf ball, but McGee here is, used to be like, I don't know, were you like all-star team or something? Uh, well, I was second seed varsity, but um, there was a huge gap between me and the actual good player on our team. <laughs> well, between you, I guess, but I mean, like you and Grandpa go golfing and it's like. Yeah, I finally beat grandpa. That was uh <laughs> wow. Pretty much I can die now. That's fine. Yeah. Well, that's a I feel good about that because grandpa once tried to kill me with a golf ball. I mean, not on purpose, but man, if he if I hadn't been in that cart, if that cart hadn't been there, that would have probably killed me. So, anyway, that's vindication, I guess. So, we are also queer all your pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I am not sure what's out there because McGee's also been doing that kind of thing. Uh, I think there's just photos of our dog. And um, eventually somewhere there's going to be a video of me doing the cha-cha slide. And I'm trying to teach myself how to do the get up so I can relate to the kids I work with. So maybe we'll take a video of me trying to learn that dance. And talking about extra content and stuff... You might want to go out and join our Patreon, which is patreon.com queerallyearpod Queer All Year Pod. We have a $1 tier where you get access to our bloopers, which is wonderful. You can also join at the $5 tier, which I would recommend because that's where you're going to get bonus episodes and deep dives into stuff. And I think probably sometimes me just kind of rambling about something that happened that day and then i'll go off topic it'll be great you guys will you guys will love it when i go off topic i forget where i went and we go fun places uh what i especially want to mention today though is that um if you enjoy this podcast you enjoy the research i do you enjoy the uh, multiple hours i spend on each episode researching i could really really use a subscription to the New York times and also the Washington post and like new no, local newspapers, that sort of thing, everything behind a paywall so I can get you guys better research and all that sort of stuff. I am very, very over my limit on New York times right now. So, um, that's just, you know, a little incentive to go out to Patreon and get some extra bonus content and probably probably, merch when it comes out and then also better episodes for everybody and if you join patreon you get to tell us a day of the year and your name or anything you want to tell us your special day and we will say it out loud on that day in this our verbal history book so you and your story will literally be added to history because i'm calling this history and this is going to be mandatory in classrooms someday so just saying, Patreon, you're important, Your history, and then you can be spoken history. So there's that. Consider it. Our website is still not up, but it will be up. I keep saying that. It'll be up soon. Our email address doesn't work for it, so it's clearly not up. There's that. If you would really like to help us out, you can subscribe, and then you will get your episodes downloaded automatically instead of having to go out every single day and look for them. And it would really help if you would give us a five-star rating if you think we're worth it. That helps us get boosted up in the charts, especially on Apple, and then more people can find us, more people can hear this rambling thing I'm doing, and learn more about queer history and maybe we can get rid of some of the homophobia in the world and we can do things like ban conversion therapy like utah has done recently oh look at that transition you waiting about that <laughs> thumbs up from mcg let's talk about utah so utah recently three days ago this is the breaking news uh let me check it real quick on the 22nd january 22nd they became the 19th state to ban conversion therapy for minors, but guess what? It doesn't apply to clergy, religious counselors, parents, or grandparents. So guess who it doesn't apply to? Anyone who's doing it. Ah, so I don't know. I don't know. This is a, this is the thing with every single case. This is the case every single time is that it doesn't ever apply to the people who are responsible for it. Drives me crazy. Ah, I just wanna know at what point the government and the church, the separation of church and state, like at what point can we just like, can we just not, you know? Like, I uh, believe me, I am all about separation of church and state until we put the kids in it. And then like, we get to the point where we can't take them away from Waco, but we'll go in and blow everybody up for having guns. Like, can we do kids? Can we take care of kids? Okay, anyway, so, Utah, you know, good on you. Make it better. This is actually endorsed by the Church of the Latter-day Saints, the Mormons, but it's endorsed because it doesn't apply to them. You guys, I love you. I love Mormons. You're wonderful. The musical is my favorite thing in the world. But, um, please don't hurt people. I know you're not, but please don't. Anyway, speaking of the Book of Mormon, every time I hear the word Uganda, I have to resist the urge to yell, oh boy, like Lion King. And that's my theater nerd moment of the day. No, it's not. There will be many more. But I will try to keep my Book of Mormon references to a minimum because Uganda isn't a joke. And that's not me digging on Book of Mormon saying that they say Uganda is a joke, that is me digging on not taking this topic seriously, and so I'm going to take it seriously and stop making references to one of my favorite musicals. So in Uganda, homosexuality has been illegal for both males and females since at least 1984. I think the female law came a little more recently, it might have been around 2000, because like I've said a lot, like le- legislation hasn't really included females for a long time. Man, I gotta talk about this soon. This is just every single day. Anyway, they have really harsh penalties there in Uganda. We've talked about Uganda before too. The Ugandan Uganda Anti-Homosexuality Act 2014 carries a life sentence for quote aggravated homosexuality. Now, for those who don't know, aggravated means there are aggravators that make the crime more severe. And that sounds super duh, but I think maybe a lot of people don't actually understand what it means. So, in terms of murder, an aggravator can be that it was in the commission of a robbery, in front of a child, the amount of harm inflicted, it kind of depends state to state, country to country, things like that. But So, those are like what aggravators are. And it looks like in this case... The aggravators for aggravated homosexuality include having HIV, having sex with an underage person, and being a repeat offender, as in generally existing and having a sex life. So, like the first two of those, like if you're HIV positive and you're not telling the other person, I mean, I don't think that should be a life sentence, but I can see, like, you're good lord, dude, you might have just created a life sentence for the other person and like I know that's a terrible thing to say but I mean that's talk to each other everybody get tested everybody talk sex isn't a weird thing to talk about we gotta stop doing that talk to people anyway the second one yeah don't don't just don't I'm not even gonna but then the last one is just being being a person who isn't straight and then Having sex with someone either you love or you take home or just for any reason. Just any reason. Just repeat repeatedly. So, you've been arrested before. Now, now you've been arrested again. You're going to jail forever. I just don't even... I, I don't even with the world. So, why do I bring up Uganda? Well, because on this day in history, Ugandan activist David Cato was murdered. I don't think that's his last name, but... I like first names in this. So, he had just won a lawsuit against Rolling Stone for publishing his and 99 other names in an article outing them as homosexuals and calling for their execution. And you all just freaked out, yeah? Yeah, no, Rolling Stone is a weekly tabloid in Uganda that has a very strong anti-LGBT agenda. I think they're trying to trick people into thinking it's the magazine from here in the states i don't know i couldn't figure out why it was called rolling stone i couldn't figure out if it still is being published but it sure shocked me for a little while until i figured out that it wasn't actually our rolling stone um so so he had just sued them and on january 3rd the high court ruled that posting those lists and essentially telling people to murder them, violated the plaintiffs' fundamental rights to human dignity and their constitutional rights to privacy. Personally, I don't... I mean, yes, privacy, the murder part is more upsetting to me, but, you know, just posting their names, violating their privacy is inciting murder. So, you know, Uganda! Um, So after winning the case, uh, David reported... Receiving a substantial increase in death threats and verbal and physical assaults, which he apparently was kind of used to as an activist in Uganda, but he said there was a significant increase, which is just... That's gotta be bad. Oh my gosh. So around 2 a.m. on January 26th, 2011, a man was seen fleeing David's house. Emergency crews found that David had been hit multiple times in the head with a hammer and he died on the way to the hospital. And this naturally caused an uproar in the national and international activist communities. It was obvious he'd been murdered for his sexuality. I mean It was obvious, you know. And both the Human Rights Watch and Amnesty International demanded an in-depth investigation into his murder. And the Minister for State Ethics and Integrity greeted those demands with basically, LOL, no. Which actually would have been better than what he really said, which was, Homosexuals can forget about human rights. Uganda! Like Lion King! So at his funeral, the minister preached about Sodom and Gomorrah, which prompted friends and activists to rush the pulpit, forcing the preacher to hide in a local house, and causing riots between those who supported the preacher and those who condemned him. The village took the preacher's side and refused to bury David in his designated burial place, so friends and family buried him themselves. David's murder was condemned in an official statement from then-president Barack Obama, the European Union as a whole, and the Anglican Communion. Don't ask me what the Anglican Communion is. I can tell you the essentials. Like I think a communion is a type of its own religion, but it's still within the Church of England, I guess. And it's under the authority of the Archbishop Archbishop of Canterbury, I guess. Y'all, it takes me, seriously, I said, over an hour to research these 15-minute episodes. I can only go so far into these rabbit holes, like, and I will, so I, McGee here has to keep me on task. I almost went into that one. So, David Kato Kisule, I think is his last name, LGBT rights activist in Uganda, advocacy officer for sexual minorities Uganda, murdered January 26th, 2011, a name to remember. Okay, fine, so I'll talk about Rent. So, in 1996, Rent began its off-Broadway run. You'll recall, I hope, that its creator, John Larson, died yesterday in history, just one day before the debut, and that is very sad because it went on to win many, many awards, and he went on to posthumously win many, many awards, and so it's unfortunate he didn't get to see it. I said yesterday that I hate Rent. The, I think the title of yesterday's episode was that I hate rent. Um, I don't, it's not, I'm not talking about paying rent. I also hate paying rent, but I don't like rent. So the basic story of rent, as I'm going to describe it as a theater nerd who somehow hates the show, is of a group of friends living in poverty in New York City's Alphabet City, which is uh, the impoverished part of town, I, as far as I understand it, like the, there's like the bohemian area is what they call it uh avenue q is based on you know the alphabet whatever everyone is gay has hiv or aids is addicted to drugs or a combination of all three except for the main character whose flaws seem to be that he's jewish and has a family who cares about him and wants to give him money all the time But, of course, he never takes the money, even though he and his rocker roommate are literally burning their screenplays and music sheets for heat in the apartment they're squatting in. And Adina Menzel's voice is a freaking gift from heaven that she uses to make some weird mooing sounds in the movie. I haven't seen it on stage. Please don't unsubscribe. Also, it seems to be a point of either confusion, ignorance, or comedy that Adina's character Maureen Johnson is bisexual. It's mentioned by at least one character that she keeps switching. I don't remember the actual line, so I can't say quote switching, but the gist of it is like, they're like, LOL, she keeps switching sexualities. And it's like, what year is this? 96? Um, the music is powerful. I am not going to take that way. It was powerful. It's groundbreaking. In Your Face is really important for the HIV AIDS movement at the time the characters with HIV and AIDS and or AIDS they weren't resigned to death like they were in everything else at the time any other depiction it was like you're it's it's like hanging over your head all the time and like you're constantly I'm going to die no like Angel loves life regardless of her circumstances and is the glue that keeps the whole group together and she is the joy Throughout the first half of the movie. And her fight with AIDS. Devastates the entire second half of the show. Meaning like the play. And the audience just devastates it. And the characters who aren't in straight relationships. Aren't portrayed as hiding in the closet. Although the character Tom. Does get beaten in an alley. Early on. But I think that was a mugging. Unrelated to his sexuality. I could be interpreting that wrong. And as I said. I am going off of the movie. Not the stage show please don't unsubscribe um when i went through some of my darkest and most uncertain times i'd get the song will i stuck in my head which if you know the musical made it all the worse of course but it is such a powerful song um as i get older i go between identifying with the protagonist and benny the quote villain um because he is like an adult who I don't know I'm not gonna try and explain it it's 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 between being a visionary you know I'm doing this out of what I believe and then there's the like the adult I'm doing this out of societal says it's this way and also that's just how the world works type thing and I, I hate it it's, don't grow up um so I'll I will admit I love the songs <laughs> I love. The song's in Rent. I will listen to the Rent, OCR, and soundtrack until I lose my mind. I guess I sound like I was lying about hating the show. I just, I guess I really don't like the parts in between the songs, I guess. And I don't like some of the songs. But it it's very important still, I think. Um, when I saw the movie, I, I was not really aware, I guess, of what... AIDS and HIV had been like in the 90s and still today but i that's a really important thing I think to drill into today's youth and people you know younger than me I think eventually my generation has learned things unless they've been a Trump supporter but um, I think it's really important to have these kind of portrayals and to keep these kind of like at-the-time things, I don't know how to express what I'm saying, but, you know, from the actual point of time that these things are happening, I think it's important to continue showing them to younger people because we just don't have that experience. We are post-Princess Diana hugging a kid with AIDS. Like, that is uh, the current generation and every generation growing up is, we are that removed from, oh my gosh, I actually have a friend who lost all of his friends you know to AIDS so I think it's important to show people the shoulders of the Giants we're standing on and that includes all of our shoulders all of your shoulders we whether we realize it or not are the shoulders that the next generation is going to stand on and you are an important part of that you are an important part of history whether you realize it or not And we love you.